the Public News Service Noah Newscast, May the 17th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Early and absentee voting underway for New Mexico's June 7 primary, with some speculating if higher prices at the grocery store and the gas pump will influence voter behavior in the predominantly blue state. With midterm elections just six months away, polls show many Americans are struggling with increased prices caused by inflation. New Mexico political analyst Brian Sanderhoff says over the decades the state has trended more blue, but predicts closer outcomes this year. Because it's the midterm presidential cycle, we're with a Democrat in the White House with low approval ratings, the Republicans will, at a minimum, have much more competitive races. Democrats have long controlled the state legislature and occupy most statewide offices. I'm Roz Brown. The ACLU of Nebraska has filed a federal civil rights lawsuit challenging Nebraska's requirements for voter-led initiatives and referendums to qualify for a statewide ballot. Currently, campaigns must collect signatures from at least 5% of voters in 38 of the state's 93 counties to qualify. Daniel Gutman is leading the litigation. He says the requirement is unconstitutional because it dilutes the vote. Nebraska is a geographically diverse state, and when you require 5% of the registered voters from 38 arbitrary counties, what you're doing is you're placing value and power on some people's vote over others. Courts have struck down similar requirements in other states who argued that geographical requirements were necessary to ensure that rural voters were not overpowered by urban populations. I'm Eric Galatis. Now to Buffalo, New York, where residents are grieving after a shooter killed 10 community members on Saturday in an anti-black attack apparently fueled by racist white supremacy ideology. We get more from our Emily Scott. The shooter specifically targeted the top supermarket on Buffalo's east side, a neighborhood where the majority of residents are black. Tyrell Ford is a community organizer with Voice Buffalo. He says he's still in shock about the attack. He says state and local leaders need to act now and stop the cycle of racist violence. This act of domestic terrorism cannot go unanswered. These extremists are out there and they're probably plotting their next target as we speak. So we need to be aware and vigilant that we can no longer allow folks to come into communities and shake them to their core. Ford adds that Buffalo residents need access to trauma-informed care. And for the New York Times, the gunman who opened fire on a Taiwanese congregation in Laguna Woods, California, killing one and injuring five, was motivated by political hatred. The Times says that's according to the Orange County Sheriff. This is PNS. Groups that fight for children's rights say they're disappointed that Governor Gavin Newsom's May budget revise did not include more money for the Hearing Aid Coverage for Children program. Newsom proposed about $16 million, but advocates want lawmakers to bump it up another $5 million in the final budget. Mike O'Day with the nonprofit Children Now says hearing loss in babies and toddlers causes serious delays in speech and learning. It's a developmental issue, and it's not appropriate for kids to be sent to school without the appropriate support like hearing aids. I'm Suzanne Potter. The State Department of Healthcare Services estimates that 7,000 low-income kids in California need hearing aids, but only about 68 children are actually enrolled because the program only covers people who have no other insurance options. It has been a year since Governor Gretchen Whitmer's order to close the Line 5 pipelines 
was supposed to take effect, but the pipeline system is still operating, and its company Umbridge Energy is proposing an expansion. The expansion would route Line 5 through hundreds of waterways in Michigan and Wisconsin, and the company also plans to build a tunnel around the existing pipeline under the Straits of Mackinac. Janan Cornstock is director of the Water is Life Festival and a citizen of the Little Traverse Bay Bands of Odawa Indians. She's among those who signed a letter to the Army Corps of Engineers asking them to reject permits for expanding Line 5. Our community is a tribal fishing community. If and when the pipeline breaks anywhere along the line, it will affect so many tributaries, inland streams, lakes, not just the straits. According to the National Wildlife Federation, Line 5 leaked 29 times from 1968 to 2017. A company spokesperson said an estimated $46 million will be spent with native-owned businesses and communities for the rerouting, and the project is undergoing reviews by state and federal regulators. The integrity of those reviews has been questioned by tribal leaders and environmental groups. I'm Lee Wolke, reporting. And finally, Mary Sherman tells us advocacy organizations of differing ideologies appear to be in agreement when it comes to certain bail reform efforts in Ohio. The Senate Judiciary Committee will hear proponent testimony on a proposed fix to an Ohio Supreme Court ruling that said courts cannot use public safety as a factor in setting bail. SJR 5 would put a constitutional amendment on the ballot in November that would allow courts to use public safety and other factors in determining the amount of bail posted. Alan Smith with the Buckeye Institute, a free market public policy think tank, argues Ohio would be better served by bipartisan reform efforts in the legislature. The focus here is on accused persons who are in jail because they couldn't organize bail monies. And people with resources can pay their way out, so there's a discrepancy there. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener-supported, heard on radio stations big and small. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.